Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My guests are Kathy Palachko, Senior Vice President and Global Automotive Lead for GP Strategies, and Linda Lampert, a director and human and organizational performance specialist at GP Strategies. And they're here to talk about digital transformation in the auto industry. Kathy, Linda, it's great to have you both on the show. Thanks for having us. Great to be here. So Kathy, let's start with you. So like many industries, the automotive industry is going through a digital transformation specifically, or I should, I should say, and one part of that is in dealerships, using websites and other digital retailing tools that allow customers to do a lot of car shopping online instead of having to come to the dealership or or even in maybe not maybe making it possible to not go to the dealership at all but research has shown that at least some dealerships aren't using these tools necessarily in the best way so two part question for you what sorts of mistakes or problems are you seeing along these lines and why are they happening? Dealerships are highly transactional environments, and they're largely also have been analog environments. So everything really relies on the salesperson interaction with the customer face-to-face. Even though we've had internet leads for a long time and we've been corresponding via email or phone, now that the customers are empowered using these digital retail tools, it's fundamentally changing the shopping experience and the buying experience. So dealerships are implementing these digital retail tools, but in many ways, they're still treating them like lead generation tools. They're they're trying to bring the customer back into the analog process rather than taking all of that rich data that's available to them from their systems about what cars is the customer looking at? How long are they spending on, on certain items? What did they click on? What did they click off of? And using all of that data to customize and, and respond to the customer in a way that's meaningful to where they are in their, in their shopping journey. So it's really about rethinking the business versus just plugging in a digital tool. I think that's the, the biggest challenge that we're seeing in the industry right now. And again, the, the reason that that's happening is because just how dealerships have operated for so long, really tools have served discrete parts of the process these tools now are fundamentally changing the interaction between the customer and the dealership. Okay, very interesting. And so it's 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 bigger than just learning how to use a website or a piece of software a little bit better. It sounds like it's more of a whole shift in the way you think about what a car dealership is, how people buy cars and so on. Right, and how how automotive salespeople add value to the customer buying process. Mm. When so much of the information is online to the consumer, available online to the consumer, when they can shop all of the models from the comfort of their living room and and research is showing that they're doing 80 to 90% of their buying journey is actually spent online and independent of the Mm. dealership. When a a dealership is 10% of that final journey, how do I add value to the process? How do I help the customer over that finish line in a way that creates value in in the service that I provide? 
Okay. And in a little bit, we'll get into what that would look like. How can you, in fact, what, what are best practices around that? How can you, in fact, add value? But first, Linda, let me turn it over to you. So the auto industry is hardly alone in going through rapid digital transformation. Many industries are going through this. So what lessons can car dealers learn from other industries that are going through a similar kind of process? There are a lot of industries that have been doing this for quite some time. You know, one of the key things we think about, I look at things from the people side of the equation. And one of the things we know is that when digital trans- transformation happens, you get huge changes in the way people do their jobs. And, you know, one big piece is that a lot of the repetitive aspects of the tasks that they do get um, brought out of the equation. It's a technology that does that now, right? So you're, they're not doing the, you know, entering of information anymore. They're having to do more strategic thinking. They're having to do more strategic versions of their old job. And to, as Kathy mentioned already, part of that as well is that they have this huge amount of data that's now available to them. So data analytics can play a huge role in what they do and how successfully they do it if they have the skill sets to be able to take that data and really leverage it. And you see that across many, many industries. It's not, you know, it's true in a lot of the retail areas as well, where sales folks have a huge amount of information at their fingertips. But it's not just being able to find, oh, what other store has that blue skirt, you know, Mm -hmm. in my size, but it goes beyond that to how do I leverage that information to make sure that sale happens, but maybe build on that sale or build a better relationship with this person as a stylist, that sort of thing. Okay. So let's talk more about that. And Kathy, we'll go back to you now because we, you started to talk about this a little bit. What skills do folks working at car dealerships need to learn in order to make the best use of the digital tools that they're using these days? Well, I, I think the first thing that they need to learn is they need to understand the customer's buying journey as it stands now. Because the mm. customer's buying journey before the advent of these tools is, I was able to look at basic product information, specs, do some comparisons online. But if I wanted any really deep information about the product, if I wanted to experience the product, I had to come into the dealership. So today you have a lot of disruptors in the marketplace, companies that will readily bring vehicles to you for a test drive. You have a lot more experiential opportunities in line to take 360 tours of vehicles. And so I think the first thing that salespeople need is a greater appreciation of what is the what is possible in an online environment. And, and then I need to think about, now how do I plug into that? When my customer calls me up, am I an information giver or am I helping that journey, uh, that customer through the journey of making a decision and figuring out what's the, pri- the right product for me? And I think to Linda's point, more consultative selling skills, more fact-finding, rapport building uh, are skills that need to be amped up and then also understanding, well, if you know these three things, what are the two things that I can add to it uh, to help you better understand and make a dis- good decision about the vehicle that's right for you? Or the products that, by the way, that go with that vehicle. I think there's another opportunity is, well, if I'm not selling the basics of the car, what am I selling? There are additional things that go along with buying a car, whether you're talking about what are my financing options, what are the options to protect my investment in my vehicle? There's an opportunity for salespeople to talk about those things as well. And so given that 
there is some struggle in the auto industry to to make this transformation. It seems like, well, here here's the role that learning and development needs to come in and play, right? Learning and development leaders to get people up to speed. So, Linda, let's talk a little bit more about that. What are the implications for learning and development? What are some what are some tips for L and D folks in the auto industry? Where should they be concentrating their efforts? Yeah, I think I think this is an opportunity for learning and development in the automotive industry to just to evolve significantly. You know, and I I think back to a few years ago when I was working with a customer and they had, you know, they had a fleet of instructors who would go from dealership to dealership delivering mm-hmm. training, you know, and you the deal they had to pull the salespeople to sit in the training to learn about whatever it was that they were teaching and, you know, very, very traditional approach to learning and development. So, you know, from a, just from a technology standpoint, the industry has come so far, but, you know, bigger than just how do I deliver training, the whole opportunity for talent management, I think is huge. And when you think about, you know, you've got these folks who are, have the opportunity to become much more sophisticated with their, with their selling skills, being able to track those employees, being able to, um, provide them with feedback on how they're doing, being able to reward them um, in a more sophisticated way is going to be a huge benefit to the industry. You know, you think about Mm -hmm. right now, 40% of employees or some ridiculous percentage right now are thinking about leaving their current employer for a company to be able to offer those kinds of more beneficial, more employee centric solutions is going to not just help them make this digital transformation, but also help them retain employees, have more satisfied people, be able to offer better careers to individuals. The companies are going to have to really be able to evolve their skill sets their, of their employees continuously to be able to meet the kinds of challenges that, that this transformation will, will provide. Yeah. You know, Linda made a couple of points there I'd love I'd love to pick up on and, and just yeah. kind of drive home. I think one is this whole notion around talent management. I think the automotive industry has not really um, had enough focus on overall talent management, employee retention, employee engagement, employee satisfaction. And I think along with reinventing the customer experience, there is an opportunity as well to reinvent the employee experience um, inside of automotive retail. The automotive retail environment has a very, very high turnover. And right now you need higher skilled people to stay longer in your dealership uh, in order to deliver on the customer experience that you're ultimately looking to create. So I think the emphasis on talent management is is spot on. I think the other thing that Linda touched on is the ability to take advantage of greater and greater amounts of data and information and that the analytical skills, the critical thinking skills that are needed in that regard. And, you know, we do in dealership training programs and, and Linda's right in the past, it's all been about memory, um, product memorization, right? Building mm-hmm. these encyclopa- Encyclopedia Britannica salespeople, those that know mm-hmm. everything about the car. It, it's not that today. Today, you have an opportunity to deliver product knowledge at the moment of need via very sophisticated reference tools and systems. And so really the training, the application training needs to be, how do I leverage those tools in the context of a customer experience? And how do I build on that customer experience? So we still do great in dealership training. It just has to shift in its focus from memorization to application. Okay, great point. 
What does it look like ideally to take that data and leverage it and and use it in your sales process? Well, you know, it's funny, Kathy and I were talking earlier a little bit, you know, the kind of data that could be available. I'm thinking about the last time I bought a car, which granted was, you know, five, seven years ago, maybe. I spent a lot of time walking around the lot. I spent a, t- a lot of time looking at cars, looking at different cars, and that's all data that could be captured. You know, what am I looking at? Just like a, when I research online, a lot of that information can be captured. And to really be able to, to, for a salesperson to be able to look at that and say, wow, they spent a lot of time looking at these three models. What are their needs? How might these models meet them or not meet them? What's going to be the best, you know, vehicle long-term for their family? You know, that kind of being able to co- co- collect that data, which is all available, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. available from you know, them being on my website, my company's website, or whether it's available from me giving them some technology that they carry around with them in the, <laughs> in the parking lot. It's, there's a lot of interesting opportunities there. I'll build on that, Linda. And that is to say that what I say to salespeople is, look, customers are gifting you with information. If I'm online and I'm opting into your website and I'm engaging in your digital retailing platform and I'm configuring my car deal and I'm looking at six different cars and loading them in my virtual garage and I'm, you know, I'm, Mm -hmm. you have privy to all of that information. So when the customer does contact you, are you taking the time to go back and look at their journey, look at what they've looked at and put together an option that perhaps they hadn't thought of? This product with these accessories, with this payment option, you know, with these protection options, are you giving them something that, that again, is you're honoring the gift of data that the customer has given you and you're returning that in a way that makes the shopping experience even better? To me, that's the opportunity that exists with all of these tools. And what we need is a, is a generation of salespeople and dealerships who know how to take advantage of that, who know how to build on it, who know how to present it. And is the main issue right now that folks have been trained a certain way, kind of an older school way, and they they just don't know how to do what you're that what you've just described? I think I, I think it's a little bit less about that, and it's about becoming comfortable with the technology and understanding mm. all what the technology is capable of giving you, and figuring out then how do I want to build a customer experience around that. Oftentimes, what we see is oh, I signed up for this new technology. The trainer came out. They showed me how to use it. I'm off and running. But if we didn't take the time to say, okay, how does this technology fundamentally change how you do business today? And what capabilities does it give you that could allow you to do business in a way that's different and or better than you've done it in the past? So we call that the adaption phase, right? You get a technology, you implement the technology. Ultimately, you want to adopt the full power of that technology. But in order to do so, you need to take that time in between to adapt your business mindset, your business processes, your staffing, your training, all of it to really take best use of that tech, take best advantage of that technology. Yeah. And I think particularly for sales folks, you know, they're their lives, their work, their livelihood is all about relationships mm. and that human interaction. And to involve now this data is a big disruption 
Mm-hmm. You know, but that's what digital transformation is all about. It's about disruption. And that's why companies struggle so much with it. So being able to look at things, you know, not from just from the technology side, but from the employee perspective and think about how that gets, you know, really integrated in with how they do their jobs is just critical. It can't just be we're going to plug on the widget and turn it on and hope that hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, Linda, that you just touched on is the fact that we do have generations of folks in the work environment, any work environment, who didn't grow up with technology in their hands. Mm -hmm. And we have then we have other generations becoming more predominant in the workplace that did grow up with technology in their hands. How do those kind of two employee work groups think differently about the tools that are available to them. Some some might say that those that are less so early adopters to technology may perhaps be resistant to technology. And I don't think it's resistance. I think it's just unfamiliarity. Mm-hmm. So how do I create a level of familiarity and level of comfort in those tools so that I use them as proficiently as someone who's had them in their hand from the day they were born? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Lots more to say on this topic for sure, but let's wrap things up a little bit. So final thoughts, what's the main takeaway for our listeners based on what we've been discussing? And Linda, let's hear from you first. One big thing certainly is something that we see not just in automotive, but in every industry, which is you can't just jump to the technology piece of it. You have to think ahead of time about your business processes, your jobs, how your jobs are designed, and your people. And what's going to, you know, how it's going to impact them and figure a vision, you know, what's your vision for moving forward? And then let's add in the technology piece of it versus starting with the technology and then as an afterthought, thinking about the people. Yeah, I I think along the similar lines, but I'm going to I'm going to make it just really simple, simple. And that is don't stop at implementation, work through adaption to get through to true adoption. You have to have that period where you're changing hearts and minds, you're changing business processes, you're reevaluating everything that you do to ensure that it's taking best of the, uh, best advantage of the technology tools that you're paying with. And then, by the way, when you struggle, don't blame the technology. Mm. I always say when you're pointing a finger, there's three pointing back at you. Look within yourself to say, have I truly adapted my organization to take best advantage of this new technology tool? And if you haven't, there's an opportunity. Indeed. Well put. Well, Linda, Kathy, thank you both for those insights, for all of your insights, and for a great discussion. Thank you. Our pleasure. The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.